0: Support for the Firehouse Chats comes from the Charania Institute, Hardwood Teas, the States of Bigley, Hanson, Counts, and viewers like you. Thank you. In the quiet prairie town of Barkerville, Illinois, very few things seem to present any element of fear. The streets are lined with potted ferns, and the tap water tastes slightly of strawberries. Most people would say that absolutely nothing seems amiss. But underneath the scent of apples and fresh cut grass, the homeowners association is having difficulties with keeping the peace with a former resident and is currently circulating a petition in support of their eviction. That tenant is a woman by the name of Mary Ellen Pierce. The reason, which at first might seem ridiculous, is becoming a more serious issue and concern for the current tenants. John and Kim Anderson. Brendan McDormand reports. The Andersons
1: had moved in recently to their home on 23rd. It's a small green home on a rather empty street, but the heart of the community makes up for the size. The couple had traveled there for their honeymoon and fell in love with the small town feel.
2: We had initially wanted to move to Barkerville because they host a fervor and beekeeping community. John works in accounting, but his real passion in life is as an apiarist. I'm not a huge fan of the bees, but the town seemed like a great place to settle down.
3: I was actually able to convince Kim to allow our honeymoon to be near the world-famous South Carolina bee yard. It was a literal honeymoon.
1: John first noticed something was wrong when he was setting up his apiary in the yard. He was digging a hole for the post when his progress was stopped by a large,
3: thick slab of concrete. It was about a foot or half a foot down into the ground, I think. I kind of slapped it with a shovel to see if it sounded hollow, but not hard enough to break it. It sounded incredibly thick, like… well, like hitting asphalt, not a box. John called for his wife to take a look.
1: Both thoroughly confused, the newlyweds took to investigating, and as they did so, They found that the concrete led all the way back to their house.
2: We just started digging around, and it kept going. We kept thinking that it was going to stop, but it went all the way, right to the house.
1: So, how big was it?
2: When we removed all the soil above it, the structure measured at 16 by 11. I said it was a tennis court, which made John laugh. But it seemed like the only possibility at the time.
3: Of course, this was before we approached the entrance buried in the basement. We found out soon after that... It was actually the ex-tenant who had seemed to have locked herself inside the shelter. Despite the couple's many attempts to coerce a response from her,
1: the ex-tenant, later identified as Miss Mary Ellen Pierce, would not leave the
3: premises.
2: She kept claiming that we were zombies and threatened us more than a few times through the ice opening with weapons that she made.
3: We weren't sure whether they would work or not, but we didn't plan on testing that. The Andersons then resorted to legal action, the police
1: in this area require about 17 permits to successfully gain the equipment to be able to evict Ms. Pierce, one of which is the currently circulating petition.
3: Look, we don't see ourselves as doing anything wrong here. This woman is clearly deranged, and having her underneath our home is incredibly disconcerting. What if, one day, she hears our footsteps above her, freaks out, and throws some ridiculous incendiary device outside and burns down our home? We just, we just don't want to have to deal with that possibility. The Andersons made a very interesting point.
1: But this woman couldn't be that dangerous, right? I decided to check for myself. We are here, just moments away from entering this mysterious structure. Hopefully, this woman is not dangerous. But if so, I'd just like to tell my dog that I love him. Sorry for neutering you, Scrappy. Okay. Let's do this. Miss Pierce?
2: Are you PS here with my Coney shirt?
1: Um no, ma'am. I'm here with a show called Firehouse Chats and
2: Then I'm giving you three seconds to get away from the door! Mayans be praised for saving me from these mutants!
1: The Mayans? I'm giving
2: you until the count of three!
1: Miss Pierce, if you would- One! Miss! Two! Oh crap!
2: Go! Go! Go!
1: It was at this moment, running away from gunfire and losing one of my two boom operators, that the pieces started to come together. The concrete bunker beneath the house. The sealed door, the absolute insanity, the ancient South American civilization references, it was all there. This woman was not simply crazy. She was a rare species of Homo sapien that was believed to have died off. A 2012er. Immediately after leaving the bunker, I met with Dr. Julius Gupta, an expert on the species. Thank you for meeting with me, Doctor.
3: Oh, you're very welcome.
1: So, Doctor, would you kindly explain what exactly a 2012-er is?
3: Well, to put it in Neyman's terms, a 2012 er is a segment of species that believed that the world would come to an end in 2012. This stemmed from the belief in the prophecy based on the end of the Mayan calendar, despite the fact that the Mayan never actually prophesied the world ending.
1: Wait, the Maya didn't predict the end of times?
3: Oh, no, 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 no. Their calendars just ended due to the fact that calendars end. That would be like me suddenly predicting that the world would end in 2015 due to my word of the day calendar running out of pages on 31st of December.
1: So, doctor, is there anything else I might need to know before approaching this
3: situation again? (laughs) Well, you could pretend to be the man delivering her corny 2012 shirt.
1: At first, I too laughed at his suggestion. But, as I considered it further, I came to the realization that this woman would likely not listen to me Or believe me to be some kind of alien threat or zombie. Perhaps it would catch her off guard if I pretended to be from a time that she actually understood. I considered my options. Quickly finding the nearest thrift store, I decided to search for the long-forgotten Kony 2012 t-shirt.
2: Hello, can I help you, sir?
1: Yes, I'm looking for a Kony 2012 shirt. Do you happen to have any?
2: Um really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think we might have a few sitting around. I'll be back. Wait here. Yeah, sorry about the wait. I have one. It's a woman's small, however.
1: Perfect. How much?
2: Um, here, just take it.
1: Excellent. Thanks a lot.
2: Yeah, sure.
1: After the purchase of the valuable bait, I disguised myself as a UPS man by putting the shirt in a cardboard box and wearing a 90s baseball cap with the words Party Shark on them. I arrived at the door shortly after. Delivery, ma'am!
2: Are... Are you here with my shirt?
1: Couldn't have arrived faster. That's the UPS way.
2: Alright, come in quickly! Don't let any of those things in your way!
1: As I entered the room, my cheerful UPS persona failed me. My eyes drifted around to see walls covered in Mayan paraphernalia. Posters, maps, drawings. There was even an exact replica of the Mayan calendar resting in one corner. A second-generation eye home blasted what seemed to be the soundtrack to Temple Run. A shrine to Justin Bieber appeared to have been erected using old posters and what may or may not have been hair. It reminded me of the Third Circle of Hell.
2: Where's my shirt?
1: Right here, ma'am. Um, sorry, I was distracted by the. Sounds
2: so amazing, right? I consider myself a historian of the era before the Dark Times.
1: Right, the Dark Times.
2: You know, the era before the apocalypse of December 21st, 2012?
1: Yes. Of course. Wait, question. How did you know I wasn't a mutant?
2: Cause you're with the UPS, silly. They don't hire mutants.
1: That makes sense, I guess. So, Miss Pierce, I noticed your shrine when I walked in the room. Pretty impressive, I must say. I don't think I've ever seen so many copies of an album stacked to form a collage of the same album. Would you mind telling me about it?
2: Oh, yes, gladly. You must not teach you about the world down in the UPS factory. How so? Well, I'll have you know, you're asking Mary Ellen Pierce, the numero uno historian in the galaxy. So yeah, sit backs and relax, because you're about to get knowledge. That gorgeous man that I have so carefully prepared a proper worship corner for is... Justin Drew Bieber, a savior of our country. Just as our country became engulfed in panic and turmoil over the impending doomsday, our hero Bieber dropped his hottest album yet, My World 2.0. I bought 90 of them.
1: I can see that. Continue.
2: Targets and best buys were flooded with loyal believers for weeks to come. He gave us a reason to rejoice, a reason to feel alive... Let me read you an excerpt from my favorite passage of his masterpiece. And as we turn to chapter three of Baby, he speaks. Baby, 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 oh, like, baby, 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 no. Thought you'd, thought you'd always be mine. Pure art, just beautiful. Even though the Armageddon still happened and the human race was eradicated, our Bieber made those last few days pretty kick ass.
1: Oh, really? Alright, okay. I think I can believe that. Uh, so, why is this Kony 2012 shirt so valuable to you?
2: It's another artifact from before the Dark Times. See, Connie was a great dictator, a horrible man, who enslaved children to build him nuclear weapons, which he eventually dropped on the United States, activating our doomsday system, thus helping to fulfill the dark prophecy of 2012. This t-shirt was originally born by believers of the prophecy, and those who wore them were typically killed because-
1: It was at this point that I came to another major realization. This woman, who I thought just blitheringly insane before, had built up her own mythologized history over what had happened. Lack of human contact and any sort of actual connection to the world had led her to create a historical record that was unchallenged by any kind of logic that wasn't her own. Right then, however, I realized that she had a computer and was connected to the internet. Excuse me, ma'am, but is that connected to the internet? What? Is that computer currently looking at the CNN News article?
2: Of course! Why wouldn't I be connected to the internet?
1: You were actively reading the news, then?
2: Well, yeah.
1: So you know what you're saying isn't true at all, then?
2: What? You actually believe the story that they give on the news?
1: No other explanation was needed, so I left. I immediately left the premises and headed outside. Despite having active access to the internet, which I later found out was paid for by her in person on a monthly basis, she truly believed the absurd story that she had created. I mostly just felt sorry for the lovely couple that lived with her. Hopefully, the petition will make its rounds and they will finally be safe once again. I'm Brendan McDermott, reporting from Barkerville.
0: In an update to that story, Miss Mary Ellen Pierce has recently been evicted through force from her bunker after the Andersons managed to finally fill out all necessary paperwork. Ms. Pierce has unfortunately not been located, although her internet service provider has recently put a bounty on her for her lack of payment in the months since her bunker's destruction. Thank you for listening to the Firehouse Chats, and we'll see you next month with another story from around the nation. We'd like to thank all of those who helped to make this episode of Firehouse Chats possible. Adam Palak as Brendan McDormand, Tamara Trebechevik as Mary Ellen Pierce, Samiz Chirania as Dr. Gupta, Connor York as John Anderson, Jocelyn Waite as Kim Anderson. We'd also like to thank our executive producer and director, Samiz Chirania. This episode was written by Dylan Hanson, Patrick Bigley, Sidney Counts, and Samiz Chirania.
1: Before we move on, we'd like to take this opportunity to have a moment of silence for our dear friend, Randall, a boom operator whose life was tragically taken from us by Miss Pierce. Damn it, Rod! Pardon the interruption, everyone. Rod is our new
0: boom operator.
3: Sorry, company.